they were a lot of time just standing around wasted. They weren't standing around wasted. There was a lot of wasted time. Yes, sorry. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, Send Gym. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back, everybody. If you are listening to this podcast, we are on vacation. Heck yeah. <laughs> so this has been pre-recorded because we usually do these pretty close to the time of when they come out, yeah. but it's our birthday month. And so to celebrate, we're going on vacation for three weeks. So <laughs> it's still a little crazy. It's been this long, it is. three years. Not our personal birthdays. No. Well, it was my personal birthday, actually. It was. It um, was the beginning of this month. We kind of glossed right over that. Well, it's hard to celebrate your birthday when you're planning like a big three-week vacation. So... Yes, Million Dollar Landscaper is three years old this month. We launched three years ago. And if you had told us then where we would be now, I would not have believed you. Because no, no. it has been an amazing, amazing, amazing We got to ride. meet so many awesome people and talk to so many awesome people. That never really crossed my mind when we we're doing this and talking about no. doing this. No, when we so. first started, I thought it would just be me and you yeah. and just kind of like talking about like, here's what happened to us and here's yeah. how we can help. But those amazing relationships that have come out of it yeah, has been a pleasant awesome. surprise. Yeah. I've had to grow a lot because I'm a natural little introvert that mm-hmm. I just don't tend to come out of my little I'm um, proud of you. I know it's yeah. and I'm still working on it. So <laughs> if you are an introverted business owner, just keep with it. It's a skill you can practice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I tend to just hide in my little turtle shell a lot, but it has really forced me to just, you know, network, I guess, a little more yeah. and come out of that shell a little bit. Yep. So no, it's been, it's been an awesome ride so far and we've learned a lot we've learned. And I was so excited for the years to come. Oh yeah. It's only just going to get better. So. Oh yeah. Well, we just, now we're getting to the groove of things and we're starting to see, Oh man, I could do this and we could do this and we could do this. And well, starting an online business is not the same as owning a landscaping Ooh. company. So we had a lot to learn. So there's more opportunities than we ever thought were possible. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Thank you all for being a part of that. Thank yes. you for listening. That is why we're here. This yep. is why Thank we're you for doing being it. Here. We appreciate it. We love it. We love hearing your responses and, and what people have said. We do. So thank you. But on that note, we're getting out of here. No, we're, <laughs> we're going on vacation. So yes, like we said, if you're listening, we are on vacation. We're probably in Wyoming right now. It's going to be great. We're doing the epic out West trip. Going to hit, you know, like Tetons, Yellowstone. Then we'll head over to South Dakota, you know, Mount Rushmore, this Crazy like, Horse, Custer. This has been a, like a dream vacation for us for a long time. So we it's tried been... to go on the South Dakota portion of this trip in 2016 and total our truck and camper before we like left our city. We yeah, got on the highway. I don't know what happened. It was like crazy. Scott was driving because we were going with my sister and her family. My brother-in-law woke up with a migraine. So Scott was pulling their camper driving their truck yep. with my brother-in-law and their two kids. I was pulling our camper. We have we had a smaller camper at the time. We pulled it with a Ford Expedition. 
So I was pulling our camper and I had my sister and our, my two kids with me in the expedition. I don't know what happened. It was like in a blink of an eye. We were driving. I was got on the highway. And, you know, if you've pulled a trailer, like, you know, when you could like all of a sudden start to feel a little wiggle and a shake. I felt it. I looked up at the trees. I can see the maple. They were maple. They were sugar maple leaves. I can see the leaves. I'm like, is it windy? And so it was me. I looked up at the trees to see if it was windy. I had let off and slowed down. In the like 0.2 seconds that it took to do that, we were in the wall. Um, it had like the concrete medians there. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy accident. We jackknifed. I was all over that road. By the grace of God, there were no semis. Yeah, we or nobody. Lucky. It was early in the morning yeah. on a Saturday. So by the grace of God, there was nobody because it was insane. But, like we literally folded in half. Like I looked over to the right and I saw the trailer coming at us. And the only thing I, th- I could think is like, oh my gosh, my son is sitting right there. Nick was right there. But... Somehow I was crazily able to pull it out. I got it straight. It was just, I don't know. So we have just now like got back up to like, okay, we're going to go. So then we didn't have a camper for a while yeah. because I, it, to- it totaled the truck. It totaled the camper. It was crazy. Even the state police officer, he could see our skid marks and everything. And he's like, how did you pull out of this? How did you not wreck? Your skills, mad skills. Oh, no, I don't even think it was my mad <laughs> skills. Sometimes just some other power takes over. Call it God, call it whatever you want. Something else took over. We made it out fine. So we didn't have a camper for a while. And then we didn't go on any bitty big trips for a while. I had a little bit of PTSD. I'm not going to lie. I had a hard time riding in the car with the camper because like anytime I'd feel that wind or something, you know, you just like start sweating. So it was a little crazy. So we're going to go out to Wyoming. Then we'll go to South Dakota. And I'm probably not going to drive. Right now. I don't, um, this one's a much I, bigger camper. This is a bigger camper. We have a, well, we've got a three quarter ton diesel now. Yeah. So that makes a difference as well. But I will pull the camper again someday. I don't know if it's going to be on this trip. I thought maybe if I did, it would be like in Nebraska or, or somewhere. Straight and flat. It just straight and flat <laughs> down a highway where there's minimal things involved. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm not against it, but I, I feel like I'm probably to the point where I would, because I have pulled trailers since then, but nothing quite as big. I've pulled like landscaping trailers with like a gator or a mower or, or mm. something on it, but I haven't pulled the camper since. So anyway, there's a mm. fun story for yeah. you. So we're going on vacation. While we're gone, Laura Reale of Landscape Marketing Secrets is going to be taking over. So she'll be commenting a lot in um, Landscaping Business Owners. That's our free Facebook group. She will be in there. So hit her up with your questions. Yeah. She's always in there too, just every Monday She's night. She's always in there. She's yeah. in there a lot. She does a lot as a moderator, but she's also there every Monday night at 8, I should have double checked this, but 8, 8 p.m. Eastern, Eastern time. Seven hour time, yeah. Yeah, 8 Eastern time, and she's always given a little marketing tip. She's full of information, so take advantage of that. Hit yeah. her up. That's what she's in the group for. She's there to help everyone, so. She is. She's going to kind of hold down the mm-hmm. fort while we're gone. She's going to be holding down the fort inside the Million Dollar Academy as well. So if you've ever wanted to have, you know, direct access to somebody who not only has their own pond and landscaping company, who is a marketing expert, literally like has a master's degree in it, smart, smart lady, check out the Million Dollar Academy because she's going to be holding down the fort for us. And there we appreciate it. Thank you so much, Laura, so we can go on vacation. She is awesome. So, yep, total landscape marketing secrets take over while we're gone. And check out her podcast if you haven't as well. We just want to do like a little brief reintroduction to us because we had our 150th episode here recently and we kind of skipped over it. But if you've not listened to us before, we're Scott and Katie. We're second generation landscapers. We took over. My dad's. Well, his parents still worked in it. We worked in it with his parents. He's worked in the landscaping business since he was in. When I was a teenager. Yeah, teenager. uh, Before then, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So So I married in, worked there for a number of years. We don't work there full time anymore because we wanted to have our little business here. 
where we could help business owners kind of skip some of the struggles that we went through. Yeah. We were like every single stereotypical landscaping business out there. Yep. So we just want to share our knowledge with everyone and just share what we've we learned, learned all and, the lessons, the, mostly yep. the hard way. Yeah. Like sometimes long, twice. hard way, like 10, 15 years, <laughs> long, hard way, sometimes twice. Yep. Information wasn't as readily available at mm -hmm. the time. I mean, yeah, we, we're like, old. We remember like we didn't have like a web pages or Facebook pages. Mm -hmm. Like those things just didn't exist there, we're in the early 2000s. Black and white pictures <laughs> and, and VHS tapes that we learned some things from. And Yes, just we used what we had available, but yeah. it just wasn't nearly as easy. So mm -hmm. now with the magical world of the interwebs, we're like, why don't we just have a podcast, have yep. an academy? Why don't we have this in one location where people can get all the information? Yep. So. Anyway. Yeah, it's always a pain trying to go, whatever, give an example, trying to learn how to build the websites for our, our academy. I had to like watch 10 different videos and then try this and this didn't work, try this and this didn't work. So we want to have everything in our academy. It's just in, like Katie said, in one location where you can just come and learn mm -hmm. from our knowledge and our mistakes and not do the same mistakes. And right. So that's the whole reason for it. We just want to help people and save them a lot of heartache and be able to afford things they want to do, like to go on the trips. And well, whatever. landscaping business owners are literally the hardest working people I know. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of a lazy landscaper. Yeah. So we're really on a mission for no more broke landscapers. Yeah. So thank you for listening so we can be a part of helping you not be a broke landscaper because we've been that broke landscaper. If you've heard our story of me, I literally cried in the parking lot of a grocery store because I didn't know if our debit card was going to go through. I left the landscaping. I was, we were still working there full time. I had left work and I don't even remember why I had Scott's plow truck, but I did. I was all big and pregnant with our second son and I pulled up and that was like one of those aha moments where I was sitting there and I'm like, I am sitting in the truck that makes us money. We literally make money with this truck and I'm about to go in and I don't know if my debit card's gonna go through. Like, I don't know if you all have had that anxiety or you like put the card in and you're like, come on, just don't, yeah, just say approved. So it was really a wake up moment. So oh, I, I was pregnant with our second son. I'm like, we can't continue like this. We cannot, cannot own a business and not know if I'm gonna be able to feed my kids. That's not yeah. a thing. So that's yeah. what really, really kind of spurred us to get our act together because I can't just cry at the grocery store all the time. And this kind of leads us into our main topic today. Do you have any more housekeeping though before I... Well, I just wanted to kind of, this comes up sometimes. We named our business Million Dollar Landscaper and I think it confuses people. We are not marketing experts. Maybe had we known Laura, like when we developed Sorry. the name of the business, we, <laughs> we could have done a better there. job. We called it Million Dollar Landscaper. Some people are like, millionaire landscaper, you're, you know, you could teach us to be a millionaire. I'm like, whoa, whoa, back up, back up, back up, back up. We can very much help you build your business to that million dollars if that's how big you yeah. want to build it. You don't even have to. Some people are very happy being smaller than that. Yep. But a lot of people like aspire to that seven figure business. We ran a seven figure business. That's what we are comfortable with. We know that yep. a million to about 1.8 is as high as we ever got. Yep. And so if you have already have like a two to $5 million company, you probably don't need our help. Yep. You know more than we do. Yep. But if you're really smaller than a million and a half, we are solid. We can help you out. It doesn't matter what kind of jump you want to make, whether you're making the jump from a side hustle to starting an actual business or you've been in business for a while and you're just kind of starting to gain momentum and you just need help getting up to 250,000, 500,000, or yeah. even if you want to go from the 500 to a million, whatever kind of jump you want to make, that is, it's our comfortable range. And no, so it's important that you said that because yeah, we get some people that are just confused by the name and we do apologize for that. We, we would, we, we're not experts. Yeah. I just, I literally was just using it like as a qualifier yeah. of like, okay, this is like 
we can very much work with businesses and get you to that seven figures if that's what you want. But anyway, so we just wanted to throw that in Mm -hmm. since we are, we're kind of reintroducing and it's our birthday and all that kind of stuff, but all uh, kinds of big stuff. Yeah. So what are we talking about? So, uh, you were mentioned a little bit ago about crying in the store and and this kind of leads into time in our life. Yeah. And this (laughs) is kind of actually just a little bit of a recap of actually our, I want to say our second episode, I think I did. I actually wasn't on the podcast yeah, yet. No, no, you, you started out doing yeah. these all by your onesie. Yeah, and don't go back and listen to them. But they're they're hilarious. <laughs> I've, I've gone back and listened to some, and I give it to well, you for trying. It's hard to just talk to yourself. Yeah, so I give it to any podcast. It's not natural, like trying to do it yourself. Well, at least for me, it's not. It's not very comfortable. It's just kind of awkward. I'd rather have you sitting here and I could talk and go back and forth or interview with somebody. It's much easier to do that. But Yes, I'm definitely the more introverted shyer quieter of the two i don't know if quieter is the right word but i'm chatty when it's yeah. just you and me yep. or somebody yeah so i'm way chattier than you so, so if you try to listen to the early episodes where it's just scott say you can't sleep at night and you need something to bore you to death maybe go ahead and, and listen to a couple of those episodes first, first couple we did by myself those were uh <laughs> yeesh, yeesh, but anyway still good on. information though but moving on but anyhow so yes this is i think it was our second episode i believe i'm correct but it, it's what really got us to start to look at our business a different way. When Katie had that incident where she was crying and all upset, we had a serious sit down talk with us and then my parents who've been running the business for so long. Yeah, like and what we, are we doing? Yeah, what are we and, doing? Why you know, are we we're doing, doing you know, we're doing good on the jobs. We knew landscaping, we did awesome work. Physical landscaping was never the problem. Yeah. And we would show that we're making a profit on doing our job costing and stuff. So we thought. But at the end of the year, we didn't have anything in the bank to show for. And like, this can't continue, you know, because well, now- so Kate, we did what everybody else does. We worked harder. Yep. We sold worked, more, we sold more. more. Yep. And the same thing, same thing over and over. You know, we decided we needed some help. So we, the first thing we did, we actually had a consultant. I believe they actually, they approached us. I think they but, might have, but I. And this is before the internet was out there. This was like and, literally, they probably came to the yeah, office and like knocked on yeah. the door. Yeah. So they came and knocked and you know, my dad spoke to them and, you know, he spoke to me afterwards and we decided, all right, we're going to talk to this consultant and uh, start working with them. So we started working with them and I don't remember, it was probably the fall time. They started working with us. A few months went by. And, you know, we asked them to take the, the winter off because we snow plowed and, you know, we weren't sure as far as money, how things were going to go. So we asked them to stop for the winter time, come back in the spring. Springtime comes around and we call them up and say, hey, you know, we're ready to come back. No one's answering. No one's answering. Found well, out they went out of business. Yes. So maybe we didn't pick the best consulting company, but we did the best we could with the information yeah. that we had at the time. There just so, wasn't as much out there. No, and there we learned a lot of stuff from we them. Did we did not learn anything. And from one them. of the first things that we learned from them was the fact that we weren't very productive. Our crews were not as productive as they could have been. They were a lot of time just standing around wasted, waiting for us as owners. No, to they fix. weren't standing around waste, wasted. Oh, so that, is that what I said? <laughs> they were not drunk. They <laughs> no. were not standing around wasted. They, they there was wasted, a lot wasting, of wasted time. Yes, sorry. And that was our fault. Yes, and so we started looking at things and figuring out like, okay, what can we do to become more productive? And one of the first things that the consultant pointed out was our time in the morning. It was taking our crews sometimes like 45 minutes, sometimes even an hour to get out of the it shop. Was way too long. Now I get it. Sometimes there's some things that just have to get done and just, it is what it is, but this was consistently over and over. And it was like $159,000 yes. wasted. I believe you it heard was. that correctly. Yes. Six oh. figures. We were not even paying ourselves $159,000 no. a year yet. That's how much we were wasting yeah. payroll from unproductive time. Mm-hmm. Our productivity was at like 65%. Yep. 
is ridiculous. And we did $1.3 million in sales that year. So we didn't have a sales problem. Yeah. We were selling enough for the number of employees that we had and everything we had. 1.3 million should have been just fine. Yep. It was our fault for not having the business set up to run smoothly. It was our fault that they were standing around in the morning. That was one of the biggest issues. Like we said, was just the crews were not standing around wasted. They were standing around <laughs> wasting time because they didn't know what to do. Looking at it now, it's like, wow, we didn't have our crap together at all. And what we found is the crews didn't have the information to get out of the shop quick enough because they would basically everything had a funnel through my dad at the time. Yeah, he was the He's, bottleneck. He did all the estimates at the time early on. I was a crew foreman at the time. So we all had to go to my dad in the morning. And this is like, I don't remember exactly, but 20, 25 people at the time. And mm -hmm. so we're all coming to my dad asking, you know, what do I need for this job? Who, where am I going? Who's going with this? You know, what equipment? It was chaotic mess. And so he has his own agenda, what he needs to get done for the day. So he's just getting stressed out because everybody's coming to him. So we started taking a step back and figuring out what we needed to do to get our crap together, to get out of the shop faster. And one of the first things I did and was creating a stupid simple checklist i mean it, it sounds simple like it's not it's gonna not work. stupid but yeah no. it sounds stupid because yeah. you're like how does that help but you feel stupid because something so simple yes is the solution yes. and once you figure that out you're like duh well why didn't i think of this sooner yeah and it just like we said it just started the kind of snowball effect where we just started doing this and you know now our crews knew exactly what they needed on the job what tools what piece of equipment wh who's going with who you know how many man hours the job was figured to, to do this because not only yeah we you did a tool checklist but mm -hmm. then we took it the next step further yeah. and made like complete folders for every job yeah and that really makes a difference and if your crews are a little reluctant at first to make these changes maybe just do the checklist at first and yeah. then do a whole job folder i mean it's okay to like chunk it down into bits you don't have to come through and reinvent the wheel and totally yeah. revolutionize their days all yeah. at once yeah no and it was just this whole thing when we started doing that and seeing like how this little piece of paper can really start changing things and started getting our crews out because now we went you know we went down to like whatever you know we started at like half hour and then 20 minutes and you know we just kept getting faster and the faster goal was because, 15 minutes yeah 15 to 20 minutes is our goal to get out of the shop every single morning and now we started doing a process you know like katie said it had the folders we had a schedule board where the crew leaders knew exactly where they'd come in the morning look at that schedule board knew who's going with them and just started this whole snowball effect and it was a huge drastic it, it, change well because it trickles down because the mm -hmm. crew leader could come in and wouldn't have to talk to your dad yep. they could just go to get their folder and know what to do. And then they could instruct the team members. And so the crew leader's not standing around. The team members aren't standing around. It really, you know, it just kind of goes down like that. Yeah. And then if the leader did have questions, they could go ask your dad, but it eliminated a lot of those. And the better detail that you have in the folders, then the less questions they will have. It was just a huge change. And that was like what really got us going on. Just that little morning rush, just getting out of the shop so much quicker. That was really difference. the first big overall mm -hmm. system procedure yeah. type thing that we did. And then it's like, well, what, what can we do can now? We do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you start seeing those changes in that, and it's like, wow, what else can we do? So we started making checklists for the guys out you know, on the job site. So they knew what to do from here. The lawn maintenance crews knew exactly what to do. It was just, we just got things mm -hmm. in order. We got our crap together. There's, yeah, it sounds dumb to say, but yeah, we, yeah it's like it was time to be grownups yeah. and run the business like a business because you can start out just like mom and pop running it out of the side of your house, running by the seat of your pants. And that'll get you far. But like yeah. I said, we did 1.3 million and we're still kind of running by the seat of our pants, but it catches up with you and bites you in the butt. So if you want to be more profitable because our productivity was low, we should have done closer to 2 million yeah. that year because that's we paid out enough in payroll to do $2 million mm -hmm. worth of work. Yep. But our productivity was so bad that we only did 1.3.
So just start taking a look at your business and see what you can do and just start. Maybe the morning some- isn't your biggest problem. Find your sticking point because we did then eventually do um, an afternoon routine mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Just to kind of systemize how everybody came into the shop, how and where they unloaded equipment, mowers, garbage, well, and just debris, whatever. Planning of the job itself, having all the material there so the guys didn't have to run back and go to here and get this. And, and oh, I forgot this, had to run to get that. That was a huge change. So Yeah, it not only impacted the morning, it impacted the rest of the day. Correct, yeah. Because, yeah, part of that problem is if you don't have the morning routine, because... If you don't have the equipment and stuff you need, then you're running back to the shop, running back to the shop, running back to the shop. So if you can just incorporate that into your morning, your morning will be smooth. Plus that will set up the rest of your day to run smooth as well. Yeah. So like I said, just we challenge you to start taking a look at your business, see what you can do with just a simple checklist and start go from there. And, and, and you'll just eventually improve on it and become better and better every single time. I'd say pick your biggest pain point and yep. go from there. What's yep. causing you the most time or pain in the butt right now? Yep. <laughs> Got questions for me? All right. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? Uh, I would keep Amazon Prime, my Amazon app. <laughs> I'm sorry. I order everything because I don't like to go to the store. I would keep TikTok because that is like mindless entertainment. But you have to have like 30 minutes to kill because you can't like watch no. two. So if I need to kill a half hour, I will honestly look at TikTok videos because I love them and they make me happy. What's the other third one I would keep? I don't know. Does texting count as an app? You know what I'm saying? I don't know yeah. if that would be counting. So I would definitely keep my texting. Other than okay. that, uh, maybe Pinterest. I really like Pinterest. That's, where I, get that's, all, what I, that's where I get all of my awesome ideas yeah, that great. Scott hates. Because then I want to do things. All right. What's the weirdest tradition your family has? Um, You could probably help with this. We still do a shot for my great grandma's birthday, even though she died over 20 years ago. She passed away when I was in college. So if it hasn't been over 20 years, it's been close to 20 years, yet we still do a shot for her birthday every year. I mean, I don't know that it's weird to toast to dead relatives. Is it weird? I don't know. I don't know. know. But we still do it this many years later. I don't know why. I don't know how long we're going to continue, but peppermint schnapps, there's not your sinuses. That was her favorite drink. She would have a little shot of schnapps every night. She was German. So what's left on your bucket list? What is left? This is people either think this is cool or they think it's really weird. I still have like other places I want to live because we both grew up in kind of in the country. And then when we built our first house, it was kind of out in the country. So I've lived out in the country. Oh, I managed parks for a while. So I have lived like on park sites. I have lived in parks. So I've lived in the country. I've lived in parks. We live in town right now. We moved into like town. So like we can walk to like the library and stores. I wanted to have that walkability experience. So I now want to move to like a city for a a little while. Because our town is like 23,000 people, I would say. It's not a huge, it's not real big, but it's not super tiny. So now I want to bump up and move to like a city for a while. And I also want to live in our camper and just travel around for a while. I want to do that. So I have like all these places that I want to She's live part yet. gypsy. I'm a little bit of a gypsy. People either think it's really cool or really, really weird. Because people who <laughs> like grow roots and never want to leave, I have family members that are like, this is weird. Why would yeah. you do that? I would never leave here. But before we retire and like settle somewhere, I figure we'll, we will settle somewhere eventually. Yeah. But just gotta figure out where I definitely have these other phases I want to try before mm-hmm. we do that. And luckily you're along for the ride. One of our goals is to take million dollar landscaper on the road. Mm-hmm. We want to go travel around and visit people in the academy 
visit people that are just even in landscaping business owners, Facebook group, visit the other professionals that we collaborate with and just chat with everybody and see what is out there. So that's our goal for once our kids are out of Mm -hmm. high school. We've got like four years (laughs) to get it together to where we could travel around like vagabonds in our camper for a few years. And then maybe we'll live in a city. And then I do want to have a barn dominium somewhere as well with indoor pickleball courts. I have a lot on my mind. I want, I want, I want. I know. So I just, I have a lot of ideas. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that little tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. Hope you have a great day. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. (laughs) 